Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the second day of February. We're doing it. You're here. I'm here. God is here. I don't know what your intention is. If it's to to go through the entire Bible from front to back. If you want to grow closer to God. If you want to just hear what's in there for yourself. Uh, if you want to just take a look around and see what you think about all of this. Whatever your intention and your motivation is, I'm so glad that you're here and that we get to do this together. And together we are here. We are continuing in the book of Exodus. We'll continue hearing about uh, these plagues that, well, you have to stay tuned and see what's happening. Today we're reading Exodus chapters 10, 11, and 12. And this week we are reading the New English Translation, Exodus chapter 10. The Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to display these signs of mine before him, and in order that in the hearing of your son and your grandson you may tell how I made fools of the Egyptians and about my signs that I displayed among them, so that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and told him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. How long do you refuse to humble yourself before me? Release my people so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release my people, I am going to bring locusts into your territory tomorrow. They will cover the surface of the earth so that you will be unable to see the ground. They will eat the remainder of what escaped, what is left over for you from the hail, and they will eat every tree that grows for you from the field. They will fill your houses, the houses of your servants, and all the houses of Egypt, such as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen since they have been in the land until this day. Then Moses turned and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a menace to us? Release the people so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not know that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God, exactly who is going with you. Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our sheep and our cattle we will go, because we are to hold a pilgrim feast for the Lord. He said to them, The Lord will need to be with you if I release you and your dependents. Watch out, trouble is right in front of you. No, go, you men only, and serve the Lord, for that is what you want. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up over the land of Egypt and eat everything that grows in the ground, everything that the hail has left. So Moses extended his staff over the land of Egypt. And then the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all night. The morning came, and the east wind had brought up the locusts. 
The locust went up over all the land of Egypt and settled down in all the territory of Egypt. It was very severe. There had been no locusts like them before, nor will there be such ever again. They covered the surface of all the ground so that the ground became dark with them, and they ate all the vegetation of the ground and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Nothing green remained on the trees or on anything that grew in the fields throughout the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. So now forgive my sin this time only and pray to the Lord your God that he would only take this death away from me. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind and it picked up the locusts and blew them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained in all the territory of Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not release the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward heaven so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness so thick it can be felt. So Moses extended his hand toward heaven and there was absolute darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. No one could see another person, and no one could rise from his place for three days. But the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses again and said, Go serve the Lord, only your flocks and herds will be detained. Even your families may go with you. But Moses said, Will you also provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may present them to the Lord our God? Our livestock must also go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind, for we must take these animals to serve the Lord our God. Until we arrive there, we do not know what we must use to serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to release them. Pharaoh said to him, Go from me, watch out for yourself, do not appear before me again, for when you see my face you will die. Moses said, As you wish, I will not see your face again. The Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will release you from this place. When he releases you, he will drive you out completely from this place. Instruct the people that each man and each woman is to request from his or her neighbor items of silver and gold. Now the Lord granted the people favor with the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's servants and by the Egyptian people. Moses said, This is what the Lord has said. About midnight I will go throughout Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt will die, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, to the firstborn son of the slave girl, who is at her handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There will be a great cry throughout the whole land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But against any of the Israelites, not even a dog will bark against either people or animals, so that you may know that the Lord distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. All these your servants will come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. 
Then Moses went out from Pharaoh in great anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not release the Israelites from his land. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be your beginning of months. It will be your first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, on the tenth day of this month, they each must take a lamb for themselves according to their families, a lamb for each household. If any household is too small for a lamb, the man and his next-door neighbor are to take a lamb according to the number of people. You will make your count for the lamb according to how much each one can eat. Your lambs must be perfect, a male, one year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must care for it until the 14th day of this month, and then the whole community of Israel will kill it around sundown. They will take some of the blood and put it on the two side posts and top of the door frame of the houses where they will eat it. They will eat the meat the same night. They will eat it roasted over the fire with bread made without yeast and with bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, its legs, and its entrails. You must leave nothing until morning, but you must burn with fire whatever remains of it until morning. This is how you are to eat it, dressed to travel, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You are to eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt in the same night, and I will attack all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both of humans and of animals, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, so that when I see the blood I will pass over you. And this plague will not fall on you to destroy you when I attack the land of Egypt. This day will become a memorial for you, and you will celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You will celebrate it perpetually as a lasting ordinance. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast. Surely on the last day you must put away yeast from your houses because anyone who eats bread made with yeast from the first day to the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. On the first day, there will be a holy convocation, and on the seventh day, there will be a holy convocation for you. You must do no work of any kind on them. Only what every person will eat, that alone may be prepared for you. So you will keep the feast of unleavened bread, because on this very day, I brought you regiments out from the land of Egypt, and so you must keep this day perpetually as a lasting ordinance. In the first month, from the fourteenth day of the month, in the evening, you will eat bread made without yeast until the twenty-first day of the month in the evening. For seven days, yeast must not be found in your houses, for whoever eats what is made with yeast, that person will be cut off from the community of Israel, whether a resident, foreigner, or one born in the land. You will not eat anything made with yeast, in all the places where you live, you must eat bread made without yeast. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and told them, Go and select for yourselves a lamb or young goat for your families, 
and kill the Passover animals. Take a branch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and apply to the top of the door frame and the two side posts some of the blood that is in the basin. Not one of you is to go out of the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike Egypt, and when he sees the blood on the top of the door frame and the two side posts, then the Lord will pass over the door, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You must observe this event as an ordinance for you and for your children forever. When you enter the land that the Lord will give to you, just as he said, you must observe this ceremony. When your children ask you, what does the ceremony mean to you? Then you will say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover when he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt, when he struck Egypt and delivered our households, the people bowed down low to the ground, and the Israelites went away and did exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. It happened at midnight. The Lord attacked all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the prison, and all the firstborn of the cattle. Pharaoh got up in the night, along with all his servants and all Egypt, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no house in which there was not someone dead. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Get up, get out from among my people, both you and the Israelites. Go serve the Lord as you have requested. Also take your flocks and your herds just as you have requested and leave but bless me also. The Egyptians were urging the people on in order to send them out of the land quickly, for they were saying, We are all dead. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added, with their kneading troughs bound up in their clothing on their shoulders. Now the Israelites had done as Moses told them. They had requested from the Egyptians silver and gold items and clothing, the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and they gave them whatever they wanted, and so they plundered Egypt. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Sakoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot, plus their dependents. A mixed multitude also went up with them, and flocks and herds, a very large number of cattle. They baked cakes of bread without yeast using the dough, they had brought from Egypt, for it was made without yeast. Because they were thrust out of Egypt and were not able to delay, they could not prepare food for themselves either. Now the length of time the Israelites lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, on the very day, all the regiments of the Lord went out of the land of Egypt. It was a night of vigil for the Lord to bring them out from the land of Egypt. And so on this night, all Israel's to keep the vigil to the Lord for generations to come. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner may share in eating it, but everyone's servant who is bought for money after you have circumcised him may eat it. A foreigner and a hired worker must not eat it. It must be eaten in one house. You must not bring any of the meat outside the house and you must not break a bone of it. The whole community of Israel must observe it. 
when a resident foreigner lives with you and wants to observe the Passover to the Lord, all his males must be circumcised, and then he may approach and observe it, and he will be like one who is born in the land, but no uncircumcised person may eat of it. The same law will apply to the person who is native-born and to the resident foreigner who lives among you. So all the Israelites did exactly as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. And on this very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their regiments. This is why the book of Exodus is called the book of Exodus. This is the exit of the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And this did not come without a story. And I think the theme of this particular story today is the pride of Pharaoh. It could have been an easy fix. It was a simple ask. The Lord sent Moses to ask Pharaoh to let his people go. And what we have is a showdown of Pharaoh's pride. He will not be weak in front of his people. And the heart of God is revealed in the very beginning of this reading. The Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to display these signs of mine before him and in order that in the hearing of your son and your grandsons you may tell how I made fools of the Egyptians and about my signs that I displayed among them so that you may know that I am the Lord. And what is evident is that Pharaoh has no revere and no fear of God. His Pride is completely intact and he is not willing to budge even as his city and his people are literally being demolished before his eyes. But if we take the words of God that we just read again, we know that what we could so easily jump to is the theme that I said at the beginning of this. The theme is the pride of Pharaoh. The theme is actually the power of God. And that does not come secondary to the pride of man. I have been, I have been studying pride and fear for years, uh, biblically and psychologically. And I have so basically because <laughs> pride has affected me greatly uh, in my own life and watching people around me sometimes lose everything everything for the need to be right for an unwillingness to surrender or succumb to the power of the almighty and we can shake our finger at pharaoh we can call him names we can you know tisk and disgust but we can only look in the mirror. We can only take an in-depth look 
at what we are missing out on. What are we potentially losing? What are we losing in our own need to hold on to selfish pride and our own necessity to be right? We can be right and we can lose everything and we can be all alone and think we're right and be so completely wrong. And I think the question we have to consider today is what are we willing to lose in order to have our pride? What are we missing out on in our need to be right? What are we not allowing God to do in our lives because we are unwilling to surrender to the Almighty God? It's a hard question. And it's a worthy question. And I can tell you as a woman about to turn 50 this year, looking back on her life, I was on the verge of losing it all and my need to be right. Everything around me was burning to the ground at my own destruction. And by the grace of the Almighty God. Somehow, I was spared from losing it all. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for these hard days that our hard looks in the mirror, hard questions to ask ourselves, but necessary for growth. We do not grow in the comfortable. We only grow and change in the discomfort. And so we recognize that these questions are uncomfortable. They hit us in places that we're not willing to be hit in everyday life. But I pray, God, that they will propel us forward into change. You can take these hearts of stone and make them hearts of flesh. I pray that you would do just that as you work in us, through us. And we thank you for this healing work that you do, only you can do, that changes us from the inside out, that can even make these prideful people that we are, that love to talk with all of the answers, makes us humble humble people that listen more than we speak and have more questions than we have answers and who look to you to guide and direct us when we surrender our agenda to you lay it at your feet and let you take us wherever it is that you long to lead us out of slavery into freedom into your marvelous light. We thank you for that. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my Dab family. 
This is his beloved calling from California. I'm calling to request prayer for my daughter and her family. Um, they're missionaries who work with oppressed people in a challenging region of the world. And sadly, they've come up against some opposition from another Christian organization. And they need prayer for wisdom and for protection. Um, the action of the other organization could dramatically affect their future work. Um, so I'm asking that you would please pray that the Lord would align the hearts and minds of everyone involved in this decision um, with His heart and His will, uh, and that they would come to a godly and loving resolution and be unified. Thanks so much. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible Chronological. This is his daughter, Dominique, and I am a new chronological dapper. I did Daily Audio Bible for about a year and a half, and I just kind of found it difficult to follow along with the stories. So I decided to try something new, and oh, how I have loved this. It has been no struggle to keep up, and and between Jill and China's commentary, it has just uh, brought me so many blessings um, this year. I am calling to pray for a few of our dabbers. Um, I recently heard the prayer request of Gina from California, and oh, sister, how your story resonated with me and touched me, and I'm so sorry that that happened to you, of the roommate who you were so actively trying to help, um, and behind your back was trying to break you down and your business. And I just want to first pray for your roommate. Um, may God um, open his heart and soften his heart um, to not do such malicious acts on people and to and to treat people with more kindness. And Lord, I pray for Gina as she heals from this and as her business is impacted by this. May she have encouragement and strength to keep going and to not um, allow this to, to harden her heart. Um, Dabbers, I pray for all of you. Uh, Debbie, um, our sister who needs a kidney. Um, Grace, who was uh, beautifully found in Alaska. Um, I keep you all in my prayers, and I'm excited for this year with you guys. This is Jersey Jane for Jesus. It is January 27th. There were two people who called in, and I want to send my heart and my prayers out for their friends and their husband. A young woman called in saying a friend of hers was in trafficking, that trafficking is going on, and we all know it every day. Lord, please intervene. Please see that these people can be freed. It's slavery. It's as if they were back in ancient times, being held captives, having to work as slaves. This was taken care of in the Old Testament. 
Let it be taken care of today. And the second person was Sarah, who called in about her husband having bipolar problems and needing new medications. Sarah, I pray that you can get to Australia for the wedding, that it will go smoothly, be uplifting, bring God with you. And I pray for all the mental illness that is out there. It seems to be rampant and it's very sad, but it can be overcome. We know the incredible works that Jesus can do. Hi, this is Chastity from Kansas. I wanted to call for, I think you said your name was Neo in North Georgia. Um, I'm so sorry for what you're going through with your marriage and um, for what your wife has been through. I'm so sorry. Um, I just want to lift you and your family up in prayer because as you said, if, if you won't stand in the gap, then who will? That's beautiful and that's admirable that you're standing in for your family. So I want to pray for you um, and your family. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come before you and lift up this family. Lord God, I pray that you will work in these hearts and this woman's heart who's been so hurt and mistreated that things that should have never happened to her, Lord, but they did. And I just pray for her salvation, Lord, that she would see you and she would know you, Lord, and she would give her life to you and that she would know you as her Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that this marriage and this family would be restored. Lord, I've seen you do it in my marriage and my family, and I know that you can do it again, God. I pray for this family. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do in this family and this, in this marriage. In Jesus' name. I love all of you, and I pray for all of you with every prayer request and even those who don't call in. Just know you are so loved and you are prayed for. God bless all of you.